Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, good morning, everybody. It's Thursday. It's rainy here in West Georgia. Hope everybody's having a great day. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm excited. My audience is growing. I want to thank everybody that's been listening to my podcast. We've been giving the local teams here in Columbus, Georgia, some love. And I'm actually going to start my show talking about the local Columbus teams because I just happened to be at the game last night. Columbus State going up against Clayton State. What a packed house at the Lumpkin Center last night. The attendance, over a thousand fans out there. And Columbus State just right off the bat, just on a scoring frenzy, defeating Clayton State 108 to 90 as they push their conference record to 15 and 10 and 10 and 7 overall in Peach Belt play. It's been really fun. I, I just enjoyed seeing, you know, Landrius Horton coming out 26 points. Bryant Givens with 22 points. They shot 66% in the second half. They were just on fire. And, you know, I was talking to some of the Clayton State fans. You know, they made the trip from uh, Morrow, you know, which is about two hours away. It's a little bit outside of South Atlanta. And, you know, they, they've had a tough season. As right now, they've, they've only won four games all year. And, you know, but when you have a rivalry game like that, the, the Cougars and the Lakers, you know, they know each other very well. And you could throw out the record books. So congratulations to Columbus. They will actually travel to Pembroke, North Carolina this weekend to take on UNC Pembroke. And then senior night next Wednesday at the Lumpkin Center, they will take on Georgia Southwestern out of America's Georgia. That's just up the road. And we're really excited about this team. And um, unfortunately, the Lady Cougars had the game earlier in the day and they lost to the Lady Lakers 77 to 72. But they're still they're still tough. You know, 16 and 7 overall, 11 and 6 in conference play. And they'll actually go out and take on UNC Pembroke as well. That will be the earlier game. You can catch all the action on on CougarSportsTV.com. You know, they actually stream their games live on YouTube TV. It, it's really fun, you know, if you can't make it out to the Lumpkin Center. I actually recommend if you're a, a local resident in Columbus and you are a basketball fan, to come out to the Lumpkin Center and, and see the final game. It's really exciting. It, you know, the, it was a jammed, packed crowd. You know, it's a rivalry game, so... Congratulations to them. Now, tomorrow, the Columbus State baseball team will start a three-game series against Flagler, and the first pitch will be at 6 at Ragsdale Field, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Columbus, the, the Cougar Sports TV will be out there as well. Really exciting stuff for the city of Columbus. We're also going to talk about some college basketball upsets. The local team here in the state of Georgia actually taking on Auburn, which is Technically, another local team here in Columbus. But Georgia defeated number 13-ranked Auburn 65-55. to Anthony Edwards 
was the high man for Georgia. 18 points. And according to the latest 2020 NBA mock draft, Anthony Edwards is expected to become the number one pick in the NBA draft. So Georgia has an exciting player. They're not going to have him for long as he is going to go into the NBA more than likely after this season. Georgia, disappointing season, 13-13 and overall, 3-10 and in the SEC. A very horrendous record in the SEC. Big win for him against Auburn, but that's not going to be enough for them to make it to the tournament, and they have got to do better. Well, they'll take on Vanderbilt in Nashville this weekend. And Vanderbilt is the worst team in the SEC. If they want to improve their seeding in conference play, they've got to get that win. Because right above them are teams like Arkansas, Ole Miss, Alabama, Tennessee. You know, they teams that they should win against. So Georgia, you know, got to finish the season strong, get into the tournament, and maybe possibly get an NIT bid, or if they win the whole thing, they can make it back into the NCAA tournament like they did in 2008. Congratulations to Georgia Tech for getting a good win on the road against Wake Forest. They will travel again on the road to take on the Syracuse Orangemen up in New York. Georgia Tech is also 13 and 13 overall. You know, not too shabby. You know, Tech Josh Pastner has got those boys. Yeah, they they're playing tough at times. You know, can't fault them for that. I mean, Georgia Tech it, it just hasn't been the same since Paul Hewitt led that team to the. NCAA championship game in 2004 against UConn, you know, and before that in the early 90s when they were labeled as point guard U, led by coach Bobby Crimmins, legendary head coach Bobby Crimmins. And, you know, it's just the program has fallen off. And uh, Georgia trying to get back there as well, you know, with Anthony Edwards, good recruits. You know, so, so college basketball, we got a big one this Saturday. Number one, Baylor going up against number three, Kansas. That should be fun and exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing the season wind down and getting into conference tournament play and then Selection Sunday and we fill out our brackets. Because, you know, if you're in sports broadcasting, you have to fill out a bracket. It's pretty much the standard. It's protocol for sports broadcasters. All right. I know the football season has ended for the NFL, but, you know, they've been all over the news. And we got... They got a proposal they want to send to the the new CBA. And tell me what you think of this. Comment down below on my Facebook page. They want to go to 17 games, but they want to eliminate one preseason game. So they they still have the same amount of games. You know, that would actually help the owners. I'm wondering how the players feel about this, an extra regular season game. But they want to add two more playoff teams, which that means seven teams in each conference. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, it means the season is longer, but it means that when they go into the playoff format, only one team will get a bye. So the team that has home field advantage throughout the playoffs would get a bye. So that would really put an emphasis on trying to get home field advantage because that first round of the playoffs, the number one seed would get a bye. You would have two play seven, three play six, and four play five. So, so the playoff weeks would not increase but you would have more playoff games in wildcard weekend. I don't even think they would call it that. They would actually have 
an extra team. So this year you had a team like the Los Angeles Rams, which were on the outskirts of the playoffs, actually get in. You might have bad teams make it to the playoffs. And this may increase teams like the Dallas Cowboys to get in. They were kind of joking around about that earlier this morning. But with that, you know, you, you would have, you know, the same structure, the divisional playoffs, and then the, the championship game. So the playoffs weeks would not increase, but we would have one more game. So, you know, they might start the NFL season earlier because with eliminating that preseason game, that, that week four in the preseason might be the first week of the NFL. It's great for football fans because as a football fan myself, I mean, you got to love it. But, you know, your teams are going to have nine home games and then eight on the road at one time. And then next season, they may have eight home games and nine on the road. It's going to be a little bit of a disadvantage, but they're going to switch it up from year to year. Probably the NFC is going to be having nine home games one year. And then the AFC will have nine home games another year. So we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's always a great, great time when you got football going on. All right, so, you know, we got the Major League Baseball season coming up. And, you know, the question is, are these Houston Astros players being remorseful? You know, they are talking, but they're not giving the whole scoop. And, you know, they're talking about how these other players on these other teams are, are very upset with the Astros players and that that they should you know, be suspended. I mean, that they feel that. They feel like the punishment was not warranted. But how do you feel about the Astros coming into this season? I'll have my baseball preview show this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. You know, they're still predicting the Astros to be a talented team. They did lose Garrett Cole to the New York Yankees. I'm looking at my projected AL standings. Yeah, and the, and the Astros were right, right behind the Yankees as one of the top teams in baseball. In the American League, you know, you got, you know, the New York Yankees predicted to win the East, the Minnesota Twins predicted to win the Central, and the Houston Astros predicted to win the West. Right behind them is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, led by Mike Trout. They also have a new pitcher, Julio Tehran. Shohei Atani, their talented pitcher slash DH, should be back for a full season. And right behind them is the Oakland A's who made the postseason last year. We'll see how they do this this year as well. You got some talented teams, and I'll get into it in in my baseball preview show. In the NL, shocking, they actually have the New York Mets predicted to win the East, and the Braves are predicted to finish third. Surprisingly, they have the Philadelphia Phillies projected to finish fourth, even with Bryce Harper, Jake Arrieta as one of their starting pitchers. You know, find that a little bit shocking, you know, but no surprise that the Dodgers is the clear-cut favorite to win the, the National League. You know, getting Mookie Betts, they still have Clayton Kershaw, they still have Rayu, you know, they still have Walker Bueller, very talented pitcher. And uh, right now, you know, I'm kind of bummed out that my San Francisco Giants are projected to be the worst team in Major League Baseball. I'm really looking forward to seeing that prospect catcher, Joey Bart, you know, when, when it's time for Buster Posey to hang up his cleats, Joey Bard is going to come in and, and be the next future catcher and leader of this team. You know, sad to see Madison Bumgarner leave. He left for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but they're going to get Johnny Cueto back from injury. So we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. 
looking at this team, the San Francisco Giants should be okay. All right, well, we're back uh, tonight. NBA season, second half, is back on the air, and your Atlanta Hawks will take on the Miami Heat. They still won't have Clint Capella for a while, but with Trey Young third in scoring, you know, is it... Well, no one's going to catch James Harden for the scoring title, but, I mean, could he average 30 points a game? It could be the first time in history that Atlanta Hawks gets 30 points a game since Dominique Wilkins. And the future is bright for the Atlanta Hawks. They're only 15-41. and 41. They have the third worst record in the NBA. And you look at you know just the way they play basketball. They're fun, they're exciting, they're energetic, but they just don't play defense. And that's something they got to work on. At home tonight, State Farm Arena against the Miami Heat, who's been a surprise this year with acquiring Jimmy Butler. And then uh, the candidate for most approved player, Bam Abuayo. Hope I'm pronouncing that name right. But the Miami Heat look great. And they're trying to make a push into the playoffs. Locally, also the Memphis Grizzlies, just up the road to Tennessee, about six hours away. They're holding holding tight at that eighth seed because of the outstanding play of Ja Morant. And they're taking on the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. You know, some good matchups. But one thing I want to talk about, you know, with Atlanta United's uh, Major League Soccer season coming up, their opener on uh, February 29th. So two Saturdays from now, they will travel up to Nashville to take on Nashville SC in their inaugural season. So I'm really looking forward to that match. I'm hoping that that could be a rivalry because Nashville is about three and a half hours up the road in the neighboring state of Tennessee, which I do have ties to the state of Tennessee. So I know that they are excited that they're having a major league soccer team. And they will have a soccer-specific stadium built in 2021. But right now they will play at Nissan Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans. So good luck to Nashville SC and good luck to Atlanta United as they will actually take on Martagua next week in the CONCACAF Champions League at Fifth Third Bank Stadium in Kennesaw, Georgia. That is going to be the leg two and that place is going to be jammed, packed with fans. Let me tell you something, I went on StubHub and it is going to be very hard to get a ticket when you have a stadium with only seats 8,000 fans and your Atlanta United fans they represent and they pack that bins with over 70,000 fans. It is going to be hard to get a ticket to that match. I remember seeing on TV last season when they took on Herodano from Costa Rica at Fifth Third Bank Stadium in Kennesaw, and they just packed that house. And it is going to be fun and exciting. I'm hoping to look forward to seeing that game on TV. And they can possibly get to the second round of the CONCACAF Champions League, but you can't forget about the Major League Soccer season as well. So you're balancing the two. You want to win the CONCACAF Champions League, but you also want to do well in Major League Soccer in the beginning of the season. A lot of sports to cover, but you know we are out of time. I want to thank all the listeners who's been faithfully listening to my podcast. My audience is growing, trying to network to the local area of Columbus. I know a lot of sports fans that just love Columbus sports. And you know, comment below if you wanna hear something, if you wanna hear a segment. Don't forget to like my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. 
and I'm constantly going to continue to grow my podcast. I'll have interviews. I'll have my weekly special shows. And, you know, hey, it's the 40th anniversary of Miracle on Ice. I had my top 10 most upset sports in history. You know, check that podcast out as well. So make sure that you have a great day. I hope to see everybody at the game, you know, tomorrow against Flagler's Columbus State baseball team. I'll be down there. It's going to be a great day. I hope you have, everybody has a great weekend. Looking forward to all the games this week. Looking forward to the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight this weekend. I'm looking forward to XFL Week 3. You know, we are jam-packed with sports, and I hope that everybody has a great day. And stay dry out in that rain. It looks like it's going to rain all day in majority of the state of Georgia. All right, have a good day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.